0: Oh, the general? To me, she is royalty.
1: Alright, I'm gonna be honest. My Laura Santeca impression's not great, but you already know that. On today's show, in honor of Carrie Fisher's birthday, we're digging deeper into one of our favorite princesses and generals of all time, Leia Organa. What's up, story geeks? It's Jay Shearer. In this special re-release of our Leia Organa podcast, which originally aired on September 18th, 2018, Alexis Torres Plumley, a former host at AfterBuzz TV and the Jedi Alliance podcast, joined Daryl Smith, our resident story geek, comic book expert, movie enthusiast, and dad, to talk about Leia Organa and why we love her. This is a special re-release in honor of Carrie Fisher's birthday, October 21st, but our Star Wars series for the Story Geeks podcast begins on November 12th, just a few weeks away, so make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcast provider so you don't miss those two shows. Also, two quick updates before we get started. If you're watching The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, it comes out on November 12th. If you're watching The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, make sure you listen and subscribe to our weekly podcast about The Mandalorian over on our second podcast channel, The Story Geeks Talk Disney+. Plus. We're gonna be breaking down every single episode of The Mandalorian, and we'd love for you to join us on The Story Geeks Talk Disney+, Plus, this channel's sister channel. And second, if you want to hear my reaction to the latest and final The Rise of Skywalker trailer, look for it on or after October 21st, 2019 on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash thestorygeeks. For more information on The Mandalorian Podcast, our YouTube channel, and the Story Geeks Club, which you should join, by the way, visit thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening in. The Story Geeks Podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society, Let's dig deeper into Leia Organa's character from Star Wars. Happy birthday, Carrie. We miss you.
2: First of all, let me do a quick welcome to our special guest tonight. We have Alexis Torres, uh, host for Black Hollywood Live and AfterBuzz TV. Alexis, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, I'm so excited to be here finally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been trying to get Alexis on the show because here, here's the actual story behind this. I used to listen to the Jedi Alliance podcast, which was Michael Young, Alexis Torres, and the Internet's uh, Mark P. Donica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I reached out to both uh, Michael and Alexis and said, "Hey, we'd love to have you on the show." And Michael responded real quick and was like, "Yeah, let's. I'd love to be on your show. Let's do it." So he yeah. and his wife were on the show, and now Michael's been a. He, he just received his five-timers jacket. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. This is ridiculous. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Our fans Which, love Michael. Which, to be clear, Michael. is a fully theoretical jacket. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> it's going to be in the mail for the next five years. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. I'm totally
0: going to tell him. Be like, yeah. yo, they said they were sending you a jacket. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. we you told we told him
1: to his face. And he he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> he won't I be surprised. It. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I um, love it. So yes, yeah, so then so finally we got a chance to have uh, Alexis on the show. So Alexis, it's it's so good to have you on.
0: I'm so happy to be here. It's Star so great. Star
1: Wars, Star Wars ex- expert. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, uh, well, okay, maybe not, <laughs> n- not so much. More like just like I love anything that has to do with space and wars. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> just accept the title and run with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick before we dive in, why don't you uh, just kind of let people know what you're up to and where they can find you and all that good stuff.
0: Um, you can find anything that I'm doing right now at A Torres 890. That's A T O R R E S 890. Um, as of right now, um, I'm actually not doing many shows because a lot of them are on break or on hiatus. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be doing some really fun stuff, a lot of nerdy stuff on my YouTube channel, uh, which is YouTube.com slash ps890. Uh, I'm going to be starting a pretty awesome cooking channel. It's called Your Fandom is Served. So right now it's under construction right now. But it's pretty much trying to make your favorite types of dishes or just inspired dishes from different types of fandoms and different types of movies, TV, anime, all that kind of stuff, but on a budget. And I'm going to teach you how to do that.
1: I cannot wait for the Blue Milk. <laughs> I was going to say Blue Milk <laughs> oh, is the first thing that comes to mind. That's definitely one of the first few episodes
0: I was saving for like the holidays and Star Wars usually comes out around the holidays. Yes, so, yeah.
1: That's
2: epic. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's dive into this. Actually, really quickly before we start diving into Leia specifically, mm-hmm. um we have a a curveball question for you that we didn't prepare you for. (laughs) um, Yay. (laughs) We always kind of talk through what our our ranking is of the Star Wars films. So you don't necessarily have to give us every single one, but what does your kind of overall Star Wars ranking look like?
0: Okay. We have three hours, right? No, I'm just kidding. Sure. (laughs) Um, So I will start with um, Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, um, Force Awakens, uh, Empire Stri... Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything else. The uh, Last Jedi, Rogue One, and then prequels. Uh, just in a general, just in a general sense back there, just you stay back there.
1: <laughs> so that was from top to bottom, I take it. Yes. Okay. Now where would solo fit in there? Is it above the prequels? Below the prequels?
0: <sighs> Solo. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So I was definitely one of those people when I came to Solo that I I didn't, okay, I didn't hate it because it definitely didn't deserve the hate that it got, but I also didn't all the way completely love it. I also say... I went to go see it twice, one for press and one for with family and friends and stuff. I fell asleep twice. Oh.
2: (laughs) During. At the same point, both times?
0: (laughs) Kind of. Kind of in that same general thing. Because, like, I really loved all the action scenes. I loved the whole, you know, uh, heist kind of situation. That's what I thought the entire film was going to be. And I feel bad that anytime there was, like, a really cutesy scene between Solo and his beautiful, amazing love, uh, love interest. I just I felt so slow and then I got comfortable because of the music and then just just out like a light. And I felt when so when you say bad.
2: beautiful, amazing love interest. Are you talking about the shower scene with Chewie? Oh, yeah. That's, what that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I was talking about. And yeah, the yeah, okay. wrestling. Right. Hello.
0: <laughs> you can't get quality TV like that anymore. I'm
3: just saying.
2: <laughs> wow. So you yeah. put Return of the Jedi on top. I like that. I, I don't did. don't hear that a lot.
0: Return of the Jedi uh, means a lot to me because of the fact that uh, there's just a lot of stuff Leia-wise that was also really amazing that was happening in that movie. But also, it was the first time I got to see my mom... Uh, cry during a Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. The the Star Wars movies mean a lot to her, but she she never showed her kids for a while because she just didn't want to like force no pun intended there force her <laughs> her favorite movies and and media on us. It was more like oh if you find it or if you find interest you know we'll watch it. And apparently I when I was really little I think I was like five six years old I picked up the Return uh, of the Jedi. Um, dvd off the shelf and I, or no actually i think it was VH, vhs i took it off the shelf and i was like what's this i want to watch it and she's like okay well you can't start there we're gonna do, do a new home first <laughs> um, and then so we watched it all the way through and i think when she saw my face because the fact that I, we watched all three movies together and like not one sitting it was like over a weekend But the fact that I was just like wide eyed and I was like, what is this world? It's so cool. And I think that I I remember turning to my mom and she was crying because she was like, oh my God, my daughter's actually into Star Wars. I didn't think Mm. this was gonna happen. So to me, that means a lot to me. And the fact that it just ended that saga of like, oh my God, this was happening at what time? With what type of technology? This is insane. So yeah, it means a lot to me.
2: That's cool. cool. I feel kind of the same way when my son comes up, my five-year-old son comes Mm -hmm. up to me and tells me about his his Batman and Deathstroke and a Lobo and all this stuff he's watching oh. on his Justice League cartoons. I love awesome. it. So,
0: That's so cool.
2: I get that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about Leia, shall we? Let's do it. So this is our third Star Wars character journey That's right. that we've done. We've done one on Han and one on Luke. So we're rounding out the big three here. That's right. Which yeah. is cool. Absolutely. Um, so my first question for you guys is... Which film do you think portrays Leia at her best? And Alexis, we'll start with you on this one.
0: Oh, ladies first. Okay, I guess that's all right. (laughs) Um, Well, to me, again, going back to Return of the Jedi, I think my favorite moment for me that really... I mean, I was already sold on Leia because of the fact that she was the first princess where I was like, she's not a damsel in distress. She doesn't need saving. I mean, kind of, not really, but, like, she can also take care of herself. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. It was the moment when, in Return of the Jedi, when she pretty much just decided, you know what? Even though I'm in this gold bikini and I'm being shown off to the world and all this kind of crap because Jabba wants this thing. Uh, and then decides to just flip the chains over and chokes him to death. I was like, heh. <laughs> yeah this is this is my princess that's it she's mine now and i love her forever um that was that was my favorite like leia moment of all time and i and anytime someone's like who's your favorite princess i'm like princess leia because of this she straight up just killed a thing with her awesome gold bikini chains just saying (laughs) really dope i love it
2: (laughs) i've heard i think was it maybe it was chris hewitt from the empire podcast i think asked the question would Leia actually have been strong enough to strangle Jabba the
0: Hutt? Oh, really? I think, didn't myth, yeah. Mythbusters do something of that nature? Like did they figure, really? I oh, think they wow. did, because they did a whole Star Wars episode, so I didn't know if they were able to figure out if a, like, a, a woman her size and her strength and all that kind of stuff was able to do it. I can't remember. I could be completely talking out of my butt. But <laughs> I, I, I believe they might have brought it up and talked about it, like a little tiny excerpt of it. So
1: Here's the thing, though. We know that Leia can use the Force now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she could use the force to add some extra strength there. So the that real question my, is, Mary Poppins strong enough to strangle? Oh,
3: <laughs> he had to
2: take it there. He had to take it there. Uh, um, even if she wasn't normally strong enough, yeah. it could, it's like one of adrenaline. those adrenaline moments. Yeah, you know? it's totally. like when you lift up the car to
1: save your kid. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jay, what do you think? Well, I, I also. Um, love that moment. I think that moment's awesome because it showcases Leia as not being the victim, despite the fact that she's like, that Java's trying to create a victim out of her, which I think is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but because of the way that return of the Jedi treats her near the end of the film, I think the same thing of Han Solo, like they kind of just abandoned them in favor of Luke. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, but that's not, that's not, that's not where I think Leia is necessarily at her best the entire film. Um, Empire Strikes Back is actually my favorite mm. film portrayal of Leia. A New Hope is a close second, but in A New Hope, we see her and she's headstrong. She's driven. She's I, I, I have this term because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I, I'm calling her entrepreneurial like she's starting a rebellion. You know, like that, there's so much entrepreneurial spirit in that endeavor that I think is super cool. <laughs> I um, never thought of the Rebels as a startup. Yeah, they're a startup, <laughs> man. Like, they're just, they're, they're, they are they're had to figure out, like, how do we grow this organization so that we can go and face off against the evil empire, right? Um, she's fearless in A New Hope, which I think is awesome. Uh, however, all of those strengths can also be weaknesses. And you kind of see them in both lights in that film. Um, and what I love, if we fast forward to Leia in The Last Jedi, is that she sort of sees Poe Dameron in, she sees herself in Poe Dameron from a new, like herself from a new hope in Poe Dameron. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. she's looking back and she's going, Oh, he's all of the things that I was. And I had to grow out of all of those things because those things, while very beneficial, especially if you're starting a rebellion, they also have some negative consequences to them. If you keep playing them out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that what I love about Empire Strikes Back is that's where she goes through a lot of her arc yeah. because she starts to realize like rebellions are ultimately about the people, not just about winning, right? So it's not about just what's the next thing we can we can take over or what's the next win we can get, but it's actually about all of the people that are involved in this rebellion as well. Um, how important people are around you. I think that happens a lot through the journey in Empire Strikes Back where she goes with Han and Chewie. And figures all of that out um i think she learns what it means to sacrifice and the cost of sacrifice some of that's done through the love story with han but some of it's just done through the fact that like she's growing to love chewbacca during that time yeah um she's even dealing with with betrayal from lando i mean like there's a lot that she's dealing with where she's like all of the ways i thought the world worked I still need to take all of those strengths with me, but I also need other strengths to get me to the bigger picture. Yeah, And that's what I right. love about Empire Strikes Back and Leia.
2: Nice. I
1: like We're going to have very different answers because I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm going completely the other direction, and I'm going to say The Last Jedi. Uh, Ooh. Uh, nice. Because you, I feel like all of her facets come together in The Last Jedi. Yes. We, we get to see her with... You know, the regalness, if that's a word, yeah. of being sure, yeah, yeah. Princess Leia, Yeah. even though she's mm-hmm. not... And then we get to see General Organa. We even get to see the closeness between her and Luke. True. And I think the biggest reason for me is just how beloved she is by the other characters in the Resistance. Oh, totally. Oh, like that just makes sense, yeah. How high a regard they hold her in. Yeah. So
1: that's really impactful to me. Well, so if if I follow up on that, one of the things I love about The Last Jedi is that I feel like without the things that Alexis and I just described it would be real weird to see Leia in that place. Like if you just took like a new hope Leia and then fast forward to The Last Jedi Leia, you'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. Like she's gone yeah, through a lot agreed. that I don't get. Where you did know? she get yeah. all that from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But when you see what she's had to go through to get where she is, like you see the wisdom so that when she's getting mad at Poe Dameron, she actually has a little bit of forgiveness for him too because she knows she's been in that same boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think that that's fantastic. She's so wise in yeah. that in those moments and I think that's awesome. And I made the Mary Poppins
2: joke, but I actually really love that scene. Like <laughs> Me too, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's hard not to see Mary Poppins, but yeah. I I love it. I'm not making fun of it. So
0: <laughs> No, it's beautiful. It's yeah. one of my favorite scenes for sure.
3: Yeah,
2: totally. Okay, well, this is a journey. So let's begin the journey. Let's go through Leia's journey film by film. So we'll just kind of hit each film in order that's come out with Leia and um, just kind of talk about the most important themes, pivotal moments, and what really stands out as part of her journey in each of these films. So Jay, why don't you kick us off on this one and talk about A New Hope? Yeah,
1: so this is what's uh, really fascinating to me about A New Hope is that I don't think it was very common amongst films of this era. Like, we all grew up, we're all around the same age, so we grew up with cartoons and other media that i'm not saying they did a great job of showcasing women female characters but at least they were better than the way that they were showcasing like the 70s and the 80s when this, this movie came out
0: also true yeah yeah
1: so like the fact that she shows up as a strong female character from the moment she's on screen yep is pretty amazing like so we, the first time we see her, she's like legit taking the most evil dude in the galaxy and being like, "I'm just gonna tell you what's up. Screw you, dude. Yeah, yeah. we don't have, we don't have these plans. Go pound sand, dude. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> even though she has them too. You know, like,
0: <gasps> oh my god, so what a crazy. great phrase. Yeah. I'm gonna steal that from
3: you.
0: That's so <laughs> great. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, I no, need to no worries. Jack. No, no, no oh. worries. No worries.
1: Um, I also think that, you know, throughout that film, she is like, so you already mentioned this Alexis, like she is, she's not really a damsel in distress when they find her in the prison cell. She's relaxing. dude. Yeah, like, she's, yeah. It's
0: That like, was going to be my pivotal moment. Cause it was just one of those moments where you feel like, especially like, uh no, not Princess bride, but any any other type of kind of like a fantasy setting and having like a princess or some sort of woman in the movie, they're usually like pacing back and forth or looking out the window dreamily or something like that., yeah. but no, she's straight up like feet up, lounging <laughs> on her like on her hand and just being like, uh, aren't you a little small to be a storm? Yeah. Like you know, just like immediate <laughs> sass, not like, oh my God, are you here to save me? Like no, she's just like, okay, what is this? Who yeah. are you? This is probably gonna
1: go him. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Immediately, just like, oh no, why are you saving me? Get out. You know, it was just, it was so cool to see that. I was like, who is this woman? I want to be her when I grow up. Please, please. Totally.
1: Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then the other two things I would bring up about A New Hope is that she's not phased by Han Solo's bravado at all. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, this dude, okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And on top of that, uh, the last thing I'll say is that she is taking over as the kind of leader that the rebellion needs at that time. Now, I've already described, I think she needs a little bit more maturity, but in this film, for what the rebellion needs, and what she is basically jumping into, she's going up against the most evil force in the galaxy that has a new ship that can destroy planets, and she, mm-hmm. that does not phase her at all. <laughs> uh, and I think that that's awesome, because she doesn't have any fear in her. It's like, I'm gonna do this regardless.
2: And the whole thing about Han's advances not phasing her, yeah how creepy must the guys be on Alderaan? <laughs> you know what I mean
0: oh my god I didn't even think about that
2: I mean for her to have to know exactly how to deal with that like how many dudes on Alderaan must have tried to make a play for her I don't know it's a weird thing to think about
0: But it was also Carrie Fisher, A.K.A. Leia, who looks like a freaking bombshell in her in her tight white dress and her cute little buns and those cute little buns. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's uh, anyway. Uh, So before we get into that weird (laughs) spectrum of Alexis' sexual awakening, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's yeah, I, I that. I didn't even think about the fact of just like, what did she go through for her to be this way? <laughs> or she was just always like that because Padme wasn't like that at all. Uh, and yeah. she was she was a strong character, but she wasn't uh, I don't know about street smart. She's definitely obviously she was very political and she knew exactly book smart wise what she needed to do, but she also had her moments as well. But I feel like maybe because it is Carrie Fisher that it's just like, I love the the fact that she added a little bit of her own personality into Leia and made it phenomenal, you know?
1: Absolutely. And she handles George Lucas's dialogue like a champion. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Way better than Natalie Portman did. Yeah. Well, let's but, face it. There's not many people on the face of the earth that can do that well. Yeah. No, it's,
0: it's literally the only person is probably just Carrie Fisher at this point in time. <laughs> and dish it back out at him, too, which is fantastic.
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Well, what about Empire Strikes Back? Alexis, why don't you kick us off on that one?
0: I think, for me, I feel bad because the fact that this is also not one of my mom's favorite movies, that we usually just skip through a lot of this movie, um, which (laughs) makes me feel bad. But I felt like just the fact that she helped um, evacuate everyone on Hoth, that was a huge... I thought that was a huge deal, uh, that she was able to kind of run that. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it was something that... uh, (sighs) sorry, I'm trying to put all my thoughts together because I'm like trying to run through the scene in my head. (laughs) But yeah, it was just really cool to see her being able to because we already saw her in a a leadership role already, like out of the gate in A New Hope. But the fact that she was able to just kind of deal with that, that she was she was the one that had to go undercover to get to get on out and everybody else. Like, it was just like my brain couldn't comprehend that this is what she was capable of. And and then some. So. I feel like just the fact that she doesn't really think about her consequences. She just goes in. She's like, this is what we need to do. We have to get all these people out or we have to do this. We have to do that. And, and I loved that she didn't have to really care about the fact that anything could happen. She could die at any moment. doesn't matter. The whole point is that the people that she cares about are in trouble and she's going to do everything in her power to help out with that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that one of the coolest things um, about Empire Strikes Back 2 is just, I think Leia realizes in that moment that she can't always be in control. Uh-huh. Cause like she's kind of in control and like she, she even when she um, is not in control, she, you sort of get the feeling that she's like, yeah, but I'm gonna get rescued and I'm still smarter than you. and yep. And all of those things are strengths. But until you really get knocked down a peg, so to speak, and really go oh wait a minute i need other people around me too it's not just me it's also other people so I i can be strong but i can be strong amongst the team right
0: yeah yeah because the fact that we got to see her try to take everything else on her own in a new hope even though she had these two nerf herders with her trying to figure (laughs) things out it was kind of nice to see that maturity as well as um, as the movie progressed of like, you know, I should obviously r- not completely rely on these guys, but I should know that they have my back if things go south Exactly. and I should, just be, and I should be, you know, more aware of that and be more respectful of that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's
1: there's even a couple of things like her conflict with Han I think is really important because here's somebody that she has to convince to be on her side who is Mm -hmm. legit just being the biggest jerk of all time. (laughs) Like, I'm going (laughs) to try and not do whatever she tells me to do. Right. Like, but she still wins him over in the end. Like, Mm -hmm. we know as as viewers, when even when she confesses her love for him, and he just is mm. like, I know, we know oh. that he loves her. We know, yeah. we already know, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, we don't need to hear him say it. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to hear him say it. And the, one of the scenes that I love, because I think that you could get the wrong impression in Empire Strikes Back that 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 Leia's sort of like um, not still the leader that she is, because you're thinking like, oh well, they're going to Best Bespin now, and maybe that's a that's a Han leading them thing. Yeah. As soon as she realizes what Lando did, so he's been well. hit, hitting on her this entire time and is so she doesn't take that as like and get scared of him she doesn't do any of that kind of stuff instead mm. as soon as they walk back into the room she's like chewy choke this guy to death because this guy yep. just betrayed us like yep. so and Chewie is like i'm down like you're the leader now yeah. right like in, yeah. the, in the absence of han you are it like yeah. let's do this yeah which is the same way he is with ray later on exactly yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so i just think that's super cool
2: it just goes yeah. to show you how much a giant fuzzy monster will trust you if you shower with it.
0: Yo, I just feel like, you know, again, if you do some mud wrestling, and yeah. then you guys have to take a shower after, I keep forgetting after, about the like, mud wrestling, yeah. It's like, it's just the epitome of friendship right there. Like, right. I'm bonding with you, you know? Just want to hang out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think what stands out for me about Empire Strikes Back, and this might sound like a bold statement, but I really feel like it's true, without Leia mm-hmm. and her arc in Empire, Mm-hmm no more star wars oh that is bold, that but pivotal truth yeah super
0: truth there yeah
2: because we never would have got han back yeah he would have been frozen in carbonite forever yeah yep. luke would have died hanging off that antenna on under cloud <laughs> city <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging out and i don't know that lando would have seen the error of his ways and turned and tried to help them yeah true I think it was her presence that helped him realize, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've messed up, you know?
0: Uh, I don't know. I still want to high five him in the face with a chair. (laughs) That's just how I feel about Lando as a whole, (laughs) (laughs) which makes me really sad since he's, at least in the old movies he was the only person of color that i was like he kind of looks like me he's just a dude though we have the same curly hair but he's just annoying and i don't understand why (laughs) as a child obviously as an adult i was like all right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but by
2: then it's too late
0: yeah and you're just like well so much for that (laughs) yeah so, Just wait for future movies.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they give they give the big moments to Luke and, and Han and stuff like that. But I feel like yeah. if you really look at the progression of the story, without Leia, everybody dies and there's no more story to tell. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Oh, you made me look at that movie. I might have to move that up in my ranking now because mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that that's so cool
2: I'm pretty sure it's at the top of Jay's list isn't yeah it? it's still. At the I mean of yeah list. that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah. I think it's number three on mine I really love the new movies so it's behind Last Jedi and Force Awakens for me yeah, nice you know. nice nice um okay let's go to Return of the Jedi and this being your go-to film Alexis we'll start with you again on this one
0: of course, we already talked about Jabba, because that was that was pretty pivotal. But I think the entire Endor scene, like that entire the the entire um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting my words, but you know what I'm trying to say the entire <laughs> the entire battle on Endor was the it was a huge part of that movie and i was just like this is the coolest thing ever yeah <laughs> we were just on an ice planet earlier this is insane um and yeah just just little cute little ewok bears just just stabbing people with stuff and then leia just shooting people and being fantastic and han being like okay now i know why i am in love with you i see it now I, I, I get it um but yeah i just thought that entire scene was just so awesome. And obviously for the time frame that it was on the different bikes and stuff, I was just like, this is what I want. I want to do this when I grow up. I want to work on movies that look like this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Leia just, she completely blew my mind in that movie in so many different ways. Again, from being like this super sexy character for like a split second. And then again, killing this giant blob monster and then doing all this other stuff and just really taking control. And you can really see her maturity in this film, I feel like it has hit a whole different type of leadership role for her and and the team works so much better with the three of them or you know what i mean with han and and Chewie and everybody and yeah. it was just it was insane to watch that film i just uh it, like just thinking about it uh, i want to watch this movie again um <laughs> but like just yeah that entire scene to me just meant a lot just one blocking wise film wise and then just character wise i feel like everyone's hit they hit, it like, a point where I was like, okay, I'm happy with all of you. We can move on now. Where's Luke? <laughs> you know?
2: Okay, this is a total tangent question, but... Yeah. So you watched a VHS copy of Return of the Jedi. So you've seen... I did. You've seen the untampered with version. Yeah. Do you prefer the original ending song on Return of the Jedi or the new oh.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you like I the
1: yub-yubs or the... <laughs> there is a correct answer to this question, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, is there? Yeah, there um, is. Uh, I feel like Yub Yub's have like, a special place in my heart, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. got to go with the Yub And Yub then Yubs. they changed be. it, and I was like, oh, this kind of... well, But no, I think it, I can't watch Return of the Jedi without thinking of that song at the end, you know? Totally It's just agree. not the same. Yeah, Yub. It has to
2: be Yub Yub's, because that's, that's the celebration. Like That new yeah. song, it takes away the celebratory nature. It's like... Now it's sort of this oh things have resolved nicely but this is still yeah. a little bit dark, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. does oh, It
0: doesn't feel like yeah, it doesn't feel like you're you've hit that point of like oh my god, we don't have to worry about anything. We're here to just hang out and just be, you know, be free for yeah. a little bit. Uh, and then yeah, it just felt kind of like not I guess dismal a little bit. Just it just felt kind of <laughs> just like it didn't feel like we we accomplished anything with the new song it's just like guess what there's so much more that's gonna happen you just don't know yet it's gonna happen in like 10 8 years okay bye
2: yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you see hayden christensen force goes and it's like oh, and you're like you ah. ruined
0: it. <laughs> how dare you but also it's Son okay hayden christensen that. you put a lot of work into that i'm sorry yeah <laughs> I feel like um, we need I feel like
1: we need Hayden Christensen back in the in the sequel trilogy though. I would happy, love that. Yeah.
0: I'm just happy he was there at celebration. What was it this past year? Yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. For for everything cuz I definitely didn't think he was going to show up but I was like well, he got, I'm so glad you're here.
1: He got super hosed by George Lucas yeah, because he he's a, an amazing actor. Yeah. And he, I think George Lucas did not direct him well.
0: Yeah. I don't think he directed anybody well. Exactly.
1: Except for, except what for you just Jackson. said applies to everybody in that film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically the only person that he like he couldn't direct, which was um uh Ian McDermott. Yeah. right? Like Ian yeah. McDermott's like I'm gonna be me no matter what, so <laughs> whatever, you know. Just try yeah, so and just, ruin me, Lucas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I am That's the emperor. Exactly how I felt. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: you can't do anything here. You have no. You have no power here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. But like, but yeah, I think that those two are the only ones because I feel like if you try to direct Samuel L. Jackson, he'll just he'll just start cursing at you, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. You do you. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, As it okay. should be. Okay. Sorry. I, I, Correct. I derailed us, Jay. What no, do
0: you think about Return of the Jedi? I liked that tangent. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> I liked it too. Uh, so here's here's the things I love about Return of the Jedi, and then a few things that I think could be better about Return of the Jedi as it relates to Leia specifically. Um, yeah. I think that her rescuing Han is um, here's here's what's weird. I think it's weird as a uh, as a movie plot point because it's like why uh. would the leaders of the rebellion? like go hey let's just go on a tangent and rescue our friend oh
2: man we've had this argument before yeah we have <laughs> no. but but rather than getting into that you argument know, you're wrong no <laughs> like, oh, here
1: we go. rather than getting into that argument what i wanted to focus on was the fact that i think that it showcases a key pivotal moment in her character specifically which is, mm-hmm. I mentioned in the beginning that she was really more about the rebellion at the expense of the people who were in the rebellion. So I compared it yeah. to Poe Dameron, right? Poe Dameron's yeah. like, I'm going to attack this ship. It doesn't matter that 10 other pilots are losing their lives, right? Uh, so, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, like, I think this showcases that she's now come to fully realize it's about the people that you love Mm -hmm. more so than it is about just open rebellion. Why do you rebel so that you can protect and have them have the people that you love thrive? That's why we're doing this. So I think that part of it's really cool. I think that the fact that, that, um, Jabba enslaves her, but she is not a victim in that and actually fights Mm -hmm. back against her captor, uh, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is that if we did not get the last Jedi version of Leia, I would be a little bit disappointed because I feel like her character becomes almost so background near the end that it, that yeah. it actually takes away a little bit from yeah. the power of her arc. That scene mm-hmm. when Luke is telling her about Vader. Yeah. And stuff.
2: Like, it's not necessarily that the scene hurts her character. I almost feel like it's more the performance. Like Carrie Fisher's performance in that scene... Is kind of terrible, you know. She's like,
0: I mean, hold this me, is also, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is also Carrie Fisher we're talking about. She's also the same person who started out with one accent in The New Hope and then switched to a completely different one and then back again. So <laughs> I feel like she just whatever she's feeling that day, that's what you get. <laughs>
1: true, true. Yeah. I think she does. I think she does really well. Like you get to see a lot of her gentleness when she's dealing with Wicket. Yeah, you know, in the in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that like then later on when she gets shot and then like Han has to like protect her again I was like ah, yeah. I think that would have been better maybe if it was reversed or if she if it felt like she was in command of the, all of the troops as opposed to it being sort of like, like why would you give Han command of the troops if you've got Leia like yeah. you would I mean, always yeah. put Leia in charge of the troops over Han you know yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe they wanted to give Harrison Ford a little bit more leadership role. Be like, I know you hate this role, but could you just, <laughs> how about we just give you some more stuff and maybe you'll like it more. No? Yeah, okay. We exactly, tried.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh,
2: I think um, you were talking about the opening scene when she appears. Yeah. yeah. I think that was actually a brilliant move hmm. because mm-hmm. the, you see her come in. It's like a new hope. It's like you see her come in as this super strong character. Yeah. Right off the bat, like That's somebody right. who's yeah. going to come in and blow everybody up and, <laughs> That's right. and has the, you know, the balls <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> to stand up to Jabba and say, no, no, we're going to do this my way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you need that because the very next next thing you see when she finally takes the mask off and you see her face is somebody who loves you. And they emphasize mm. her love story with Han. Yeah. Yeah. But having her come in as such a strong character before that. Yeah prevents her from getting sort of, like, relegated to the love interest. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. No,
1: that's, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, I agree with that scene and her character journey. Yeah. I'm just not sure I agree with that scene and the plot. is <laughs> yeah. two, two very different things. Two very different things. Um, and
2: then the other thing I also love that we get to see her and Luke basically team up in this one. Oh, which true. is not something uh, yeah. you really get to see Yeah, that's true. It's a really good speeder mm-hmm. battle. and That I speeder that's, thing. I w- I want to ride one of those speeders. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what totally. I was talking about. I, I
0: want it. I want it. Uh, but that's actually one of the things that I always... Uh, was really sad about um, and I remember telling my mom that after watching it I mean not when I was a kid but later on in life uh, that I was like I feel like we didn't get a lot of um, of the Skywalker team up you know what I mean Yeah. I feel like it would have been nice I mean we get a lot of either one saving the other or them just kind of running to where they need to go or just talking or conversing or anything like that but it wasn't an actual like let's team up together and do something you know crazy and, and, I, and it doesn't and I'm not saying that it was like necessary but it would have been nice just to throw that in there maybe Mm -hmm. a couple scenes I think I would have enjoyed that
2: yeah Anything they can do to put the kiss out of your mind Oh God! <laughs> Why is Why would you bring yeah. that up? I thought yeah. you were going to get through this entire podcast without having to bring up that.
0: Sorry. I Start promise not to life. talk about
2: Jar Jar. Oh, wait. Uh, oh,
0: it's <laughs> a Leia what? episode. We don't bring Jar Jar into anything that has to do with her. No, I'm just I'm actually glad <laughs> you
1: brought that up, though, because um, I just realized something, probably for the first time, that is mm. very fascinating about the kiss. Leia... Mm does not kiss him in a romantic way whatsoever. No, she's trying Mm-mm. to piss off Han. Huh? She's just trying to piss yeah. off Han. Huh? Yeah. yeah. He's the one that takes it super yep. wrong. Yeah, he sits back, <laughs> yeah. and puts yeah. his hands behind his head. Yeah, and... yeah. so if oh, you're going to yeah. criticize either of the characters, you're like, Luke is the creep in this case. <laughs> oh, no, I always, uh, I always
0: <laughs> criticize Luke because it was the first thing I noticed was when, as a teenager, when I saw it again, I was like oh luke was like yeah and and leia was just like i just need to do that to make someone jealous because i will i like to get my way you know and it was just one of those things of just like i'm proud of you but also (laughs) 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 oh man my tiny brain could not comprehend what what that all when, when we got that secret reveal or whatever and i was just like uh i don't know if i can watch these films my mom's like no i mean it's weird but like they didn't know, and I'm like, I know, but we didn't know, and now we know, and it's weird, yeah.
1: Okay, so, uh, so I, I legit, when I was a kid, blocked it out of. Um, no like, way. Yeah, yeah. So like when they revealed, like it was like b- basically they don't, they kind of hint at it at the okay. end of Empire, right? right? But then yeah, in, yeah. in like in Jedi, it becomes a real thing. I remember mm. thinking to myself, like I had to ask my parents several times, like what are they saying? <laughs> and they're, they're like, oh. well, they're saying that 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 she's his sister and it's like no 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 what are they saying <laughs> what do you I mean I refuse by that? to believe this yeah, exactly. like
0: she she loves like he loves her like a sister you know <laughs> right. where it's not like you know we're still friends but I'll like protect you because we're super close no 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 like they're related yeah like they're relatable yeah. you know like they totally see eye to eye no 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 like they have the same genetics
2: yeah and your parents same are like well Jesus son luckily it, like, you have brothers so yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I don't
1: have any sisters yeah. but still
0: uh nope i (laughs) I definitely have two little brothers and i just nope (laughs) oh it's wrong nope 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 honey bunch is a nope
2: (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm gonna save us let's uh i'm just gonna mercifully change the subject okay (laughs) Okay. thank (laughs) you let's let's talk about we're gonna go in release order here not chronological order so the next
1: one on the list is the force
2: awakens so Mm -hmm. jay why don't you kick us off on the force awakens
1: yeah, um, I think that, so a couple things about Force Awakens. I do think that Carrie's performance was awkward for me the same. first time I saw this. Same. Um, but I will say this, that is that I really like about Leia in this. I love that she values the leadership of the Resistance the, at the same level that she does her love for her family, including her son, who's turned... To the dark side, like she yeah. has, she has an equal amount of love for both. She is trying to navigate what that means, and I think that through Leia, we can see how every soldier in the rebellion and every leader in the, or in this case, the resistance, has to do both at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like you were, it's almost like you were a family living in the United States during the Civil War. It's like I totally disagree with everything that that person stands for but I also love them as a family member. How do we do this? Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just like this very weird dynamic that all, everybody in the resistance has to deal with. And I think that they handle it pretty well here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, the moments that she shares with Han, the first time I saw the film, I was like, those moments feel kind of awkward. But actually, upon seeing it again, especially seeing it after I've watched The Last Jedi, I think that those moments are more meaningful um, in some ways. So I kind of, I like those, the way that they portrayed those as well.
2: It's even I bring this up every time. I probably should stop doing it. But it's even more awkward if you've seen the bad lip reading. For the Force oh, Awakens. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I love bad lip reading. It's one of my favorite things to watch after something comes out.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I was actually going to say the same thing that I think that was the most meaningful thing for me was seeing that that everything was still on the same playing field for her. That she still had love for being a leader in the Resistance, and then also realizing that even though she her marriage didn't work out. Which I was like, mm, called it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the fact that she was still able to, even though she, when we have that final, like that meetup, you know, when we see it on the screen for the first time, you can clearly tell that there's definitely still love. I kind of teared up because they had the, the Leigh An Han theme in the background. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, ah, oh, you. Mm, okay. And, uh,. <laughs> But the fact that they're able to still understand that they both have their own roles in this universe and that their love is still there and they did have a son together that nothing really changes. Everybody knows what their, what their role is and that they... Uh, Just have an understanding and I've always liked that because it's one of those like uh, things that with with women at least That's like oh, a woman can never be in power because her emotions will you know take you know will take over that and she'll not make the right decisions and all this kind of BS that they have about that kind of stuff but even if this is a fictional world she's able to deal with all this war that's been going on for years now and Still had a loving family. I mean even though things went south. She never swayed from that or swayed from that uh she was able to still keep up and try to to do as much as she can while her husband's running around the galaxy doing whatever the hell he wants to do and then her son's on the other side of the thing that she's fighting like she's still strong in that because it could be like oh she broke down and she doesn't want to do this anymore but no she's still fighting and i think and also her personality hasn't changed really she's matured but she's still just as sassy and fiery as she was when she was younger in the in the older films. So I think that I'm really happy that we were able to keep that, but also see that side of, like, clearly this is still Leia, but cl- she's been through a lot, and that's fine. And I'm glad that she's still trekking, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great way to describe her. All
3: yeah. Right. yeah. Awesome.
2: <clears throat> I feel like she, similar to Empire Strikes Back, I feel like there's some... Some high level crucial aspects of her character in this that you kinda don't realize until you step back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first of all, her being the leader of the resistance is a stroke of genius because it immediately makes us as the viewer care about the resistance. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and then she has story wise, she has an incredibly daunting task of basically conveying the last thirty years of absence to us via dialogue oh, that's yep. a good point which is so first of all the fact that jj J. abrams chose to do that through dialogue <laughs> is ballsy to begin with because it yeah. could have yeah. gone really badly that's true yeah, but it we've totally had movies worked.
0: before that have done that where it's just like look at all this exposition and yeah. you're just like okay we all right that's fine <laughs> too i guess <laughs> it's
2: very so, true i yeah. think It's a testament to his writing, but I think it's also a testament to the character that Mm -hmm. through her eyes, we got enough of what we needed to know about the last 30 years, Yeah, and it was satisfying. That's a great point. It's a
0: really great point. Yeah, I really like that.
2: Before we continue, we just want to let you guys know about all of the additional content we have over at thestorygeeks.com. You can find our latest YouTube videos, Patreon posts, and additional written content from our blogger, Ashley Pauls, who shares her own thoughts on all of our questions. All of that is over at storygeeks.com Be sure to check out some of the past episodes that we've done. We just capped off Scary Movie Month not too long ago, so you can go listen to all those frightening episodes, as well as last week we had top five time travel movies with The Mikes from the ESO Network. So lots of great stuff to check out.
1: Yeah, in fact... Ashley will be doing a series of blog posts specifically about female Star Wars characters That's and right. digging deeper into all of them. So if you liked what if you like what you're hearing in this podcast, you're gonna love what you hear on those blogs and what you read on those blogs. So definitely go check that out. If you'd love to support us, we would love you back. We love you anyways. But even if you choose (laughs) to support us, we love you even more. Um, There are three ways to do that. You can support us monthly through our Patreon page. Patreon is a website that allows fans to support creators like us. When you support the show for as little as $2 a month, even though most people do $3 a month, We show our thanks back to you by giving you rewards, like additional content. So if you love what we do, we would really appreciate it if you would become a patron. Please consider supporting us for any dollar amount you want to, but you can do as little as $2. Most people do $3, but if you want to be really cool, you can do $5 a month, and we'll even read some of your responses to our questions on the show, which is really, really cool. Also, you can buy Story Geeks merch Show your family and friends that you're a super geek who loves digging deeper into science fiction, fantasy, and comic books just like us. It's also a great way to support the show. You can find all that merch at shop.reclamationsociety.org. Finally, if you're like me and you're a big theme park fan, I talk about this all the time on the show, but ModernMouseBoutique.com is awesome. It's run by our friends Josh and Angie, and they have some of the highest quality mouse ears you can buy. If you're planning a trip to a theme park, or if you're just a geek fan in general, check out all the fashion accessories at ModernMouseBoutique.com. Dot .com. If you use promo code StoryGeeks, that's all one word, StoryGeeks, no spaces. If you use promo code StoryGeeks, you get 10% off your next order. Links to our Patreon page, our merch store, and Modern Mouse Boutique can all be found in the show notes or on our blog at thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for letting us interrupt. Now let's get back to the show.
2: Okay, let's go back in time here. Alexis we will start with you on this one. And I know this is a very brief appearance.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a very
2: <laughs> digital appearance, but I still think it's worth talking about. So, what of do you course, think of Rogue she One? Was in it. Yeah.
0: So, Rogue Rogue One, I feel like yeah, that I was I, when I saw it on the list when we were talking about it before we started recording, I was like, how are we going to talk about this? Um, but yeah, I love I wrote in my notes Literally to connect the timeline dots and fan service. <laughs> That's what I wrote <laughs> as my notes. Um, but, I mean, it's fine because I did want to see... I knew where where in the story, obviously, Rogue One was going to be in. But I love that we got the full connection because that entire end scene with Darth Vader, I was clutching my pearls, the seat, all of it. Because I was like, <laughs> this is... Because I feel like people forget how... Uh, like not us Star Wars fans because we have so much content that we know that Darth Vader is a bamf, but I feel like the general public sometimes forgets. They know them as this—they know him as this dark, scary character, but also had a kind of a turning point, you know, in Return of the Jedi and everything like that. Well, but, and I just
2: don't think they ever showed it to us before. Yeah, they've Rogue never One. shown how
0: how powerful he is. Yeah. So the fact that we got to see that in this film is huge, and that entire end scene, I mean, we got to see a little snippet of it with, I can't remember that Admiral's name, but um, but even just that, that the force choking scene, you're just like, oh, I remember that, yeah. but that very end with the lightsaber, I remember seeing that, I was like, yeah, guys, Darth Vader, you don't wanna mess with this dude. Like, that's not that's not something we, we have, and I thought that was really awesome. But going back to Leia, uh, I feel like, was it necessary? Eh, question mark but at the same time i liked that we were able to see immediately okay this is exactly where we were at for new hope okay cool now i can see where where all the dots connect and align but character wise i'm like ah, I, th- I think we could have just ended it on darth vader and it would have been fine mm. totally would have been okay but that's my opinion i know that's a very unpopular opinion or maybe popular i'm not quite sure but um I yeah, I didn't think I needed to see her in the end. It was nice, but I didn't, it kind of made me sad because mm-hmm. it wasn't her.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in on that one because I have a similar opinion but slightly different. Okay. Sure. Um, I don't think we needed to see her face. Ah. My, oh. M- my so preference no speaking role at all. Exactly. My preference oh. would have been the the doors open yeah to the the, the deck or the bridge or whatever it was and uh-huh. we see her from behind and then we cut to black
0: yeah oh that would have been nice i think that's all
2: we needed just just the the you know the iconic yeah shot of princess leia we know the white robe we know the hair like we didn't actually have to see her face yeah but because i do think her being in it provides a very very important point sure it really brings you the hope yes yeah like if they would have delivered those plans to somebody else that you didn't recognize Sure, technically that would have been hope. Like they would have accomplished their mission, but you just mm-hmm. wouldn't have cared as much as if, you, as you would, as if you know, oh my gosh, it's going to Leia and we know where things go from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I guess that, that, would, that would have definitely turned the scene for me more if it was just kind of like a silent pass off. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been more eerie because of the situation that happened. Yeah. So I, I get that. So I feel like I can totally jump on that wagon with you. Um, or, or at least for me, if they could have at least mentioned her, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it didn't like, even if you didn't get to see the silhouette of her, if they were just like, please get this to princess, you know, Organa, I would have been like, <laughs> you know, yeah. just like that <laughs> yeah. moment of like, oh yeah, we know exactly where this is at. And then you fade to black or see him running. I don't know. Thing of that nature. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that that would have been a really pivotal moment, but yeah, I think the face, I think that's what threw everyone off. I think a little bit. It was weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, I jumped in on you there. No, no, it's cool. I, I was, I'm
1: going to say a very similar thing. Actually, I think that first, first of all, this is my second favorite Star Wars film, and I know that's yeah. super unpopular, but that, but I love, I love Rogue One. It's a great movie. Yeah, and yeah. um, I think that the interesting part of this film is if you don't have the Leia scene at the end. You literally go away going like that's the most tragic film I've ever seen, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But like, but I'm
0: also just a dark person. <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> but I do think that I do think that um, what your changes are bringing up are, are are critical not only because they kind of go overboard on like doesn't she say like this isn't whatever she says this isn't something but it is hope or whatever she yeah. says something like that. Um, A little over the top, a little bit like a little bit like on the nose dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't think we needed the face. I think the way you just described the scene would have been awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I do think the scene was needed, but because they bring so even that line of dialogue, that does not seem like the same character who's about to walk into Vader and be like, the plans aren't here like this is a diplomatic ship you know like yeah Yeah. um i just don't think that that's a very good match now you can make the argument that like well she says like obi-wan kenobi you're our only hope but even when she says that she doesn't seem like weak when she says that she just seems like hey we need help um
0: yeah she's just sending a message yeah exactly so i didn't i didn't
1: get the feeling that that it captured leia quite right (laughs) I'm glad they had the scene. It just didn't quite capture Leia right for me.
0: No, I agree with you because it kind of made her a little softer, which is not always a bad thing. But I feel like because of the character that she's always been, which has kind of been like a hard ass kind of the entire time, that I feel like it 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 made her seem like she was just kind of like this soft, elegant, very you know delicate flower of a person. And even though it was only like two lines, but that's just how like the lighting was and everything. I was just like. Who is this, who? Who is this? <laughs> who did you put there? Why did uh, they put a Disney
2: princess yeah. in a Star Wars? Film?
0: Yeah, that yeah, was exactly yeah. what I was like. Oh, so we're doing Snow White now. Yeah. At least it's not Snow White and the Huntsman. I don't really care. Oh. Um, <laughs> but either way, uh, I agree with you. It. I didn't really think about that until you brought it up, and now I'm replaying the scene in my head. I'm like, yeah, they did kind of paint her as this, like her cheeks were kind of flushed, like they had like a little bit of pink up above and everything. Like she didn't look the same. You yeah. know, we knew who she was, but it was kind of like. Oh.
1: Yeah. Why? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say one thing that this conversation has brought up that I'm an idiot for like never really thinking of before, but it's really now that I think about it it's actually awesome is that the first time Luke ever sees Leia, it's that like help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the, but then the first time he ever sees her in real life, she's like Oh, great. You're kind of short yeah. for a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> like, as such a d- divergence of what he thinks she's going to be like, that's yeah. kind of awesome.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh man. I like that, that is really dope. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause it's supposed to be like, you can, cause when I remember that moment when I was like, oh, Luke likes her because of the way that he kind of like is taken aback yeah. when he sees it. And he's like, whoa. You know, one, because it's a hologram message, but two, because of the fact that it's a pretty lady that's asking for help. Uh, and yeah, and then the next thing he sees her, he's like, all right, I'm about to meet this princess. It's about to go down. Oh, oh, she just made fun of me. That's yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I also don't know how to interact with people who aren't my family, even though technically it is his family. True, so
2: true. <sighs> Awkward. <laughs> Awkward indeed.
0: <sighs>
2: okay, let's hit the last film here. Jay, why don't you start us off on The Last Jedi? Yeah, and I think I've, I've said most everything
1: now at this point, but mm-hmm. like, I love Leia's interaction with Poe. Um, I don't yeah. think she would ever interact with him the way that she does if it wasn't for her background and i think we see that Mm -hmm. pretty clearly throughout her journey which is awesome uh super down for seeing leia use the force is it the best cg no it's not the best cg but (laughs) i like that we got to see it so that's awesome Um, and then i really liked leia's relationship with holdo because Mm -hmm. i think that that again it brings back that that theme of leia which is She goes from being the leader who believes that she can't have any vulnerabilities to being a more sophisticated leader who shares vulnerability with the right people at the right time to further her cause. And I think that 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 is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was pretty much what I was going to say was just the fact that she's a much more strategic leader at this point in time and then that she sees the flaws when she was younger in Poe especially during that scene where she's just watching all of these rebel ships just going down because you have this one firecracker of a of a uh, of a rebel just kind of doing whatever he wants and she's just like why don't you listen to me? Oh, never mind. I've been there before. <laughs> uh And it was just really cool to see how she handled it. Also, yeah, Mary Poppins flying through space with the force. Hell yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, I will say I was definitely taken aback when that scene came up the first time I watched it. Especially because I was in a room with a bunch of nerdy press people. And we were all just like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? But at the same time, I was also like... Yeah, <laughs> show them your force power, especially because we don't get to see it very often or at all at this point. So the fact that she's just freaking flying through space, you're just like, what the crap is this? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I really loved the way that she was talking with Poe and the rest of the, the rebellion, That the fact that they were in this situation. That they're like, we don't really know how to get out of this, so we have to take it step by step, even though everyone else around her is either A, panicking, or be trying to have their own B-side vision on their phone, <laughs> And she's just like, guys, I just really just want to get out of this situation alive if I can, so let's just figure this out first. And then obviously everything goes to crap, and then, you know, Holdo's there to, to take over, and it was just... It was just, it was crazy to watch that. And obviously it's also hard to watch that movie because we all know what happens in, at least we don't know what happens to her character, but we understand what happened with the loss of Carrie Fisher, Mm -hmm. that everyone was kind of on the edge of their seat, like what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And, and then obviously we get that scene where she comes back and we're like, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it's just very interesting to see what, what else they could entail, which I know we're going to get to later, but like it's, it was really great to see kind of where her arc is now hitting in the point of the newer films. And I can't wait to see what else they are. They're going to do with Carrie Fisher. If, uh, since we had that announcement for episode nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I think, I guess maybe I'm going to talk more about Ryan Johnson than Leia here, but (laughs) one one of my favorite things about last Jedi is, um, the final scene between Luke and Leia, in the in the mine on crate, and so we we go into Last Jedi knowing that we've lost Carrie Fisher and knowing that we're gonna see I mean yeah we'll get some some unseen footage in the next movie but for the most part we're seeing what was her final performance Mm. and the whole time you're watching this movie wondering what's going to happen how is this going to work out and watching that scene between her and Luke I and I didn't realize this until later, and I'll, I'll tell you why. But I didn't feel like I was watching a goodbye to Carrie Fisher. Mm. I, re- yeah. I really felt like it was honoring Leia and mm. not Carrie oh. Fisher. Mm. And the reason I say I didn't realize it till later is because I don't think I realized it until I watched the documentary about Ryan Johnson and the making of the film. Oh, I still need to watch that. And they show the behind the scenes yeah, footage mm. of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher coming together and shooting that scene. Because when you watch that behind-the-scenes footage, yeah. you're like, you're watching a goodbye to Carrie Fisher. Uh. But when you're watching the movie, it's Leia. And it really feels different. And that mm. kind of stood out to me as profound.
0: Interesting. I got to watch that
2: the documentary yeah. so there's like you so many things t- oh yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it, yeah i mean even just like what was it i think the the tribute that they did where they just took footage from obviously from the first few films into the last Jedi and everything that it was just kind of like oh my god this is it yeah. you know uh and it's just it's crazy to think that she's been doing not doing this role like actively this entire time but the fact that her she's done such a great role uh, with this character that it can't stand the test of time you know whether yeah. it's animated or or live action it's it's just leia will always be around it doesn't matter what happens with her character yeah so mm. yeah
2: which that's actually a really good segue into my next question so i'm just going to go ahead and jump to it yeah. um so leia heads up a rather small but growing group of high profile female characters in the star wars universe um so how do you feel her character represents women in storytelling? And Alexis, we'll start with you on this one.
0: Um, I think we kind of covered it a lot throughout the talking of of uh, Leia's arc and everything. I feel like <clears throat> growing up, this is kind of the type of women that I was used to in film or in TV was damsels in distress or just sexy objects that you could look like you can oogle at and it sucked and if you did have a character that was strong it was usually portrayed in like a butch like com- comedic character you know yeah. and I hated that I was like why can't I find like an actual strong human being who's also female but is also you know a beautiful person like we can't I don't know why we can't have both and I feel like she was able to do that And now, you know, in the more recent films, you have different variations of what type of beautiful and strong means. So you have Leia, who obviously can have a blaster in her hand and be half naked, and you know that, like, okay, she means business. But the fact that she's also smart. Now she's older, and she can still do the same and still be a beautiful person. But you also have Rey now who is also a different type of beautiful and strong, who also has to go through her own turmoil and all that, and the own, and her own demons. And then you also have like someone who's like Holdo, who, or that, uh, uh, did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, who's, uh, sorry, I'm going through all the names in my head. Yeah. Uh, the fact that she's like a sophisticated leader who clearly knows like she has a duty to portray. And same thing with Padme too. I mean, again, we talked about it earlier, even though she wasn't like fully you know out there in the action we still had that scene with her where she was tied up by chains and also having to deal with fighting people at some point. Sure, she got her shirt ripped in the perfect area where it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> but the fact that she was still able, she got scratched up, but she was still able to fight back when she needed to. So I feel like there's like a genre now for women in media, and that's including, you know, anything that's not in Star Wars related, that that's what we as women crave for. And mm. that's what we want to see in our, in our media is the fact that there are different types of, of strength, whether it's physical, emotional, mentally, anything of that nature, but also show (laughs) that they're not just like, okay, they're book savvy, but they're like, you know, they're hermits. Like they stay indoors all the time. Or, okay, this person is physically strong, but they're not like, you know, a bodybuilder or something like that. Like they can be different variants. You know, we don't need a fully Wonder Woman. We don't need a full, you know, uh, you know, Sleeping Beauty. You can have mixtures. And I think that's the whole point of showing that this is what the type of women that we are. And I feel like Leia definitely was able to um, embrace and start that, especially in the Star Wars universe. I know that not a lot of fanboys like that now, but <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing that's just happening, and they just have to deal with the fact that there are women, there are plenty of women who are like this, and and I hope it continues. I mean, what we got, Ahsoka Tano, we have. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to go through every single animated female I can think of in the Star Wars universe, but you understand what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah. Like, they're all different variants, and I think that's really cool that we have the world to do that now and add to it. For sure. hmm mm-hmm.
1: What do you think, Jay? Um, I think that you can sum up this question by saying, would I want my daughter, if I had one, I don't have kids, but yeah. if I had a daughter, yeah. would I want her to see this character mm-hmm. as a role model? And I think mm-hmm. I would say, yes, absolutely. Like yeah. this, this character is worthy of, because because you, you see her and she's, she, again, if we saw her only in A New Hope and we didn't see her caring about other people, if we saw mm-hmm. her um, in A New Hope and didn't see how she matured, I might be like, well, you know, like these are some really good qualities, but there's also some other qualities that could go alongside these that would be beneficial. But if you follow her character journey, at the end of it, you're like, yeah, she's a powerful <laughs> leader. She has all of, she, but she doesn't sacrifice all of her people to achieve goals. She actually has a more strategic way of dealing with it. She leads people super well. She's compassionate, where maybe we didn't see a lot of compassion in A New Hope, but we see a lot of compassion in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that if, if I ask this question, like, would I, would I want my daughter to see this character as a role model? I think the answer is yes.
2: Yeah. I awesome. think
1: what's wrapped up in her leadership is love. Yeah. yeah, I think she loves the
2: people that she's leading. Exactly, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, um, <laughs> I would love to see. I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to get this because Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. But mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen Christopher McQuarrie direct Carrie Fisher as Leia. Oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> oh, Just that because. Been really cool. I know it is desperately important to him to represent women well in his characters mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like he does it really well you can argue with me about that if you want to Alexis that's okay <laughs> but, no, 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 but no. I feel like if you watch Mission Impossible Ilsa Faust mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Julia Ethan's wife yeah. And, yeah, and even like the villainous female characters that he brings in like he tries very hard to write a strong woman yeah. as a woman mm. like not no correct not weak mm-hmm. but also not as a man who is a
1: woman right. you know what i mean yeah so mean, i'm tired in of In the that. comic book way yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the 1990s comic book way of writing women yeah yeah oh god yeah exactly so i would have yeah. loved
2: to see that but not going to get to yeah. it unfortunately
0: yeah well that means i'm hoping that now that we have all these different female characters in the star wars universe that maybe they can take that same Leia effect and add it to their characters and eventually uh, shape them into uh, better uh, female characters for a, for a younger audience or just females in general yeah. around the world. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, next question here, we can't talk about Leia without addressing the loss of Carrie Fisher, which we've already talked about, but specifically the impact that it's had on the franchise. We've seen this happen before. You know, we lost Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight trilogy. We lost Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious, Richard Harris in the Harry Potter world. So I'm just curious what you guys think. How does the impact on Star Wars compare to this impact we've seen in other franchises? Jay, you want to start us off on this one?
1: I was. This question was so difficult for me to answer <laughs> um, because I, I kind of... And, and there's a, there's a last question here too that we'll get into, and I'll share a little bit more when we get there. But like, I'm not sure we'll know until we see the, a um, movie yeah. that doesn't have her. Like, and I True. think I think that that's kind of like, um, like I I will honestly say that I don't think that I, I'm not a guy who's been to a bunch of um, cons that she was at that Carrie Fisher was at. I did mm-hmm. not follow her career closely outside of the Star Wars universe um, until until like the last couple of years maybe. But yeah. what I mean by that is I don't know what I've actually lost yet because I haven't yeah. had the absence of it. Yeah. Um no. and I think that I'm just really glad that she got to play the last Jedi role because like I mentioned before, um the TFA performance for me, the Force Awakens performance for me was just not quite what she's capable of, but yeah. the last Jedi performance was. Yeah. And so I think like I don't mean to say this in a really um I don't mean to say this in a, like, a glossed-over way, but I'm glad that she got to do some of her best work, in my opinion, prior to leaving this earth, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, so I'm really happy for that, but I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: No, um, for me... I mean, yeah, it's really tough to think about because I did follow her um, semi-closely, not too closely, because I, <laughs> as much as I love Carrie Fisher, there there is obviously that crazy side of her, which, which is a great thing for her. But there were times where I was like, okay, you're a little too much for me to handle. I love you, but I'm just going to – it's one of those like that friend that you keep from a distance. Like I care about you, but I need you to stay up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I loved the fact that she was an advocate for mental health and, and women's rights and just being able to be herself and was completely okay with that. Um, and I think that obviously added to the fact of how she was on, on set and how she is when she clearly puts a lot of work into her craft and other projects that she did and things like that. And I feel like Carrie just stood for just so much than just fandoms. Like she stood for everything, um, and, and again, she was the first princess to me that was that wasn't a Disney version. Well, maybe besides the Disney version of Pocahontas, even though that's not really real, um, that showed you <laughs> that you could be fierce but also elegant, ladylike, and have like this air mm. about you. Like when you when she enters a room, whether she's Carrie Fisher or she's in character as Leia, you knew that there was something marvelous that was going to happen and you need to be paying attention and that's what i think that that should bring to either other fandoms or or other pieces of work or even just people in general general especially for women um i feel like she was always something i mean again she could be known as crazy carrie fisher sure but you never forgot her hmm. didn't matter what it was whether it was leia whether it was herself or whatever other role that she did like she's memorable and that's what's awesome about that. And, and again, I do agree with you that we don't really know where her story is going specifically. So we don't know if we are going to completely lose her, which again, I'll get into my thoughts for that. But yeah, I think that she, she wasn't not saying that Paul Walker and Heath Ledger didn't obviously make something of themselves. But again, it's also, if you notice, every single person you talked about was a guy who made some sort of air to them like you know like there was an aura and you you'll always remember them for that and i feel like that's what leia did that's what Carrie fisher did was that she was like the one person who really stood out and you're like yeah that hit harder than any other fandom that you can think of for for now um but uh knock on wood but like it's it's crazy to think about that she was able to do that and technically she was in what five films. I'm yeah. trying to think of like the number. Yeah. She wasn't even in all of them, but her her presence was enough cuz you understand you can't think of Star Wars without thinking of your the holy trinity if you if you think of it that way, but Leia is part of that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Totally.
2: Yeah. I think the my thinking behind asking this question has to do with sort of the legacy, yeah, that mm-hmm. the performer leaves behind because for me and for ten years my favorite movie was The Dark Knight. Yeah. And so Yeah. Heath Ledger and The Dark Knight is 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 foundational to me. Like yeah. it's huge. But I really think that Carrie Fisher leaves the best legacy on a franchise that I've ever seen. Mm. I really yeah. f- even now, even without having seen episode nine and not knowing how they wrap it up, just being able to see her final performance in The Last Jedi and how where that leaves us, where that leaves me feeling and what that leaves us thinking, I mm-hmm. love it. I think yeah. it just leaves behind this legacy of this beautifully well crafted character mm-hmm. who ended up where you would want her to end up mm-hmm. and it's just fascinating to me. I feel like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight is close. I mean, we never yeah. got to see where the Joker went. But mm-hmm he left behind something really special for us, mm. you know? Agreed. I feel when you look at Fast and the Furious, Paul Walker was definitely my favorite part of those movies. Mm. And Same. W- and while they did a nice, a very beautiful send-off for him in the in his last film, Ugh, since then... I'm gonna cry. I feel like they've sort of like uh, you probably should have just stopped making movies <laughs> like, because I, mean, yeah. I feel like it's cheapening it now uh, yeah. yeah. and then I mean Richard Harris is hard to say with Harry Potter because he only played Dumbledore once and Michael Gambon oh. really made the character his own ever mm-hmm. since then he's been around a lot longer he did
0: but. Yeah. yeah.
2: but I just think that there's something really beautiful about the legacy of what Carrie Fisher left behind in the Star
1: Wars universe
2: so yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah
0: she's, she's, iris- she's irreplaceable for sure
1: yeah one thing that i will will say about carrie fisher too that i really appreciate is the fact that she she didn't try to sugarcoat her real life humanity right so like mm-hmm. so she has all the ability in the world to basically uh, so I'm, I'm not trying to um to call out this person because uh, for any reason I, I don't know her well enough like right but like if you took um Natalie Portman, for example. Mm-hmm. For all yeah. I know of Natalie Portman, she has a perfect life and everything's going great for her, and that's like yeah. fantastic, right? Ivy League? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Carrie Fisher like didn't hide the fact that like she's addicted to drugs, right? Like and she's yeah. like life is a struggle. Even though if you're rich, it doesn't matter. Like it's still a struggle. Like she would call out George Lucas on stage for putting her in a bikini and objectifying her, right? Like yeah. Oh yeah. This is and I think that like that there's a realness to that, which I think like if you, if you asked me like, would Carrie Fisher be the role model, like would the Carrie Fisher the human be the role model for yeah. your daughter? I'd be like, no, probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. But I also no. want my daughter to realize that that's also real and that she mm-hmm. won't be able to live as perfect as the uh, Princess Leia, General Leia character. So I appreciated that, um, that Carrie Fisher did that, that she showcased yeah. that humanity. In fact, one of the last things Mm -hmm. she did before she died
2: was a reality show about her own life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the other cool thing also about Princess Leia is that the fact that we actually, even though we don't know the full ending of her story, we also know that she's also the only princess, at least Disney princess in our knowledge, who actually had to go through a divorce.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. True. And her
0: kid killed her husband like, like yeah. it's, her story is tragic in in its own way but it's also leia still continued her mission which was like i understand that i really want to connect with my son right now because i know he only killed you know his father my husband whatever the hell you want to call it because of the a b c plot device that anybody wants to go with but there was clearly something there and the fact that she didn't again break down or shut it off or go I'm you guys handle the rebellion I'm gonna go after my son and figure out why the hell he killed Han you know spoiler alert uh but like it's it's just it's great that you're able to take that and still be able to be a successful leader even though maybe your personal life is not so great which is kind of how Carrie Fisher was even though her personal life was kind of crazy bananas she was still able to do a lot of the things that she wanted to do. One, being a successful franchise. Two, be able to to be an advocate for all these things that she really, truly cared about. And then eventually get over her addiction and all that kind of stuff. She has a beautiful daughter who continues her legacy as well. Like, it's it's great. Like, she's able she was able to do a lot in the time that she was alive. And also, again, have something that is timeless now that everyone will connect with her with.
2: Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, one more question here. Let's look ahead and try and figure out what we think about what's coming. So we know that J.J. Mm-hmm. J. Abrams is going to bring back Leia, so to speak, using uh, unseen footage from The Force Awakens. So what are your hopes? What do you hope to see? How do you hope they're going to wrap Leia up? What What are you hoping for, Alexis? What do you think?
0: I can get it. I was like, can I go first? Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> so for me it's minor are, mine are very quite simple because I, I I'm one of the the weird fans that's like I'm actually just intrigued to see what a creator will do with something like with Ryan Johnson in his movie where it's like I don't know much about him but I trust him I'm gonna let I want to see what his vision is and obviously if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out if it does you know hey we're all gravy here um so for me what I would like to see with Leia's character if we don't Mm. if we don't get an actual physical closure of like, okay, she died and we're moving on and we're going to do something else with the Star Wars universe. I'd be okay with that. That's like, okay, that's closure for everyone. I understand. But for me, I'd rather it be like, she goes to some, either, either there's a different rebel Alliance somewhere that she, like a different post or somewhere that she can finally like settle at, um, because of what happened in, in the last Jedi. If that's, if that's able to just kind of send her off that way, instead of it being like, let's kill her off. Like, no, like just send her somewhere. But then as the movies continue through history, you know, again, I'm not saying to get like recordings of her, but like just some sort of instance of like general Ghana wants you to do this or something like that, or she wants you to do that or whatever. I just think just having blips of her, uh, whether it's, uh, again, just words or commands or something like that would be nice just so that, newer generations, if they're if they're just now getting into Star Wars, she's not completely gone. But I would also be okay, again, if they were like, this is how we decided to do the closure. We should send her off, as in, like, she's going in force blazing and, you know, d- doing all this crazy stuff, or with a blaster in her hand again. Either way, I think if you're going to do it, you know, find that classy way of doing it. But at the same time, I, as a selfish fan, would like to just kind of keep her presence there even though she's not physically there mm-hmm. if that makes sense
3: yeah
1: mm.
0: yeah that's just how i would portray it i don't i don't really you know i don't mind her being on another planet doing other things
1: mm. interesting i i yeah i would go in the opposite direction but only because like i said like i don't feel like i've had a chance to mourn mm-hmm. the loss of carrie yet sure and so like yeah for me i I know that the Fast and Furious films are not works of art. (laughs) Like, right? Like
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love watching them though. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, but like I think that they handled they handled Paul Walker's send-off, if you will. Oh yeah. In such an amazing way. Like I I was like full on emo I don't get emotional in films all that often. I say that on the show all the time. And Daryl's like, but you point out all these times when you do. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's true. But like when I was watching that, I'm like, can you imagine a more perfect send off? I mean, I now I know here's the thing. I know that Paul Walker was tied to that role in a way that was pretty special. Yeah. I mean the guy the guy actually died driving cars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like it's it's him that's crazy. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. that's who he is. So so mm-hmm. that send off was sort of perfect. I don't know how it could mm-hmm. have been any better than that. Yeah. I know yeah. I know it's a little cheesy to the story, you might argue, like it's a little cheesy nah. to the story, but I don't I liked it. Exactly. I think you we, can't cheese the story up more than it already <laughs> no, like, you really That's true. Can't. And so I loved that. So I, I kind of hope that I get the same moment with Leia in a way that makes it feel like it's Leia slash Carrie. Um, I don't yeah. know I don't know how you would do that. I have no That's concept why, yeah. of that. But if they can yeah. pull it off, that would be my ideal. Agreed. Here's how they pull it off. Oh. I've got oh, it. I've okay. got it figured All out. Right. Here, someone get I'm J.J. Ready. Abrams on the yeah, line. Get him on the line. I off. need popcorn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it hinges on one thing, though. Yeah. It hinges on them having a specific shot. Oh, At least okay. my weird oh. little ending. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, I okay. just hope that they have some sort of a shot of her on a ship. Uh, okay. So I'll explain. Yeah. So my vision of it would be it doesn't matter – whatever footage they use of her from before, whether it's, you know, conversational footage or however they choose to weave that in, yeah. the most important thing is where it ends up at the end of the film. And mm-hmm. here's what I envision. I envision some epic final battle between Ray and Kylo or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And I want to see that happen remotely. Like maybe that happens on a planet that nobody else is on, whatever it may be. And we get kind of that huge climactic moment. The film ends how it's going to end. Whatever it is, if it's Rey killing Kylo or if Kylo turns good and kills somebody else, I don't know, whatever it is. Right, right. Just, I want that to happen somewhere else. And then I want the film to end with a shot of Leia on a ship Uh from a distance, hopefully. Yeah. Thus giving us the idea that she just continues on and the resistance continues on and she is still who she is and that's it
1: yeah
0: that's what I want yep. so
1: you, guys are you guys are on that's the same it. page yeah, yeah there you go I think the most realistic if we were to say like Carrie Fisher like portrayal if we wanted to include her as a person in the role yes. would be just take the exact same shot of Kylo coming up on the capital ship that she's standing on the bridge of mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you get the close-up mm-hmm. of carrie fisher but what would happen is as he's firing he, f- he presses the fire button instead of not pressing it and she just gives him double middle fingers and then <laughs> it blows yeah! up yeah <laughs> she's being thrown out of yeah. the ship and yeah. that would be carrie fisher right there <laughs> and, I'm
3: like, All right. and
0: you know what's the funny thing is if that happened and they just like took you out of the movie for that split second i'm like you know what
3: exactly Thanks, yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. exactly thank you and then we
0: just continued into this like beautiful thing and we are just like oh that was so nice carrie would have loved that. exactly <laughs> exactly oh here's, that been hilarious. here's what i don't want
2: like, here's what okay. i really hope doesn't happen yeah i hope that it doesn't get resolved off screen through dialogue whether it's other oh. characters saying oh leia died or saying oh leia's off doing this or whatever oh they could know?
0: that could happen though. it could
2: yeah. I, yeah. I trust J.J. not to do something like that, or if he does, to make it good. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, because I feel like his writing is usually on point, so I feel like we should be okay if they do it that yeah. way. But yeah, I, I, what I was scared of was it was going to be that same shot that you were talking about on a ship, but that it just blows up oh. or something. And you're just <laughs> like, oh, God. But you Man, know, that's a middle like, finger
2: to the audience, right
0: there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. But you know, but I'm, I know that JJ's not gonna do that. But it's always one of those like fears of just like we love our space explosion. So I'm always just like, please don't do that with Carrie Fisher on there. Yeah. Please don't do it. Uh, so yeah. So I, either way, I think, I think it. I think that out of out of any fandom war that you can think of, I really, I really can't see them doing Carrie Fisher like that. Like in like in any terrible way i feel like they will try everything in their power Mm -hmm. to keep it as classy as they can and they'll probably check with like her daughter and like the crew or in the cast and everything and they'll probably talk it through and either way but so so you guys don't want her story to continue at all through star wars
2: uh personally i'd say no but i would like i would like a hint that it does continue after this movie Sure, sure sure But yeah, I don't yeah, want to see like I don't want to see somebody else play Princess Leia, mm-hmm. per se. No, 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 of
0: course not. Yeah.
1: I would say yeah. I I I would prefer not to because mm-hmm. like I, I for example, I actually really enjoyed Solo, but I felt like I did not need a solo film at all. Like yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah, because like we didn't agreed. need this film 100%. at all. Like I don't know why we have it, but okay, I enjoyed it. Um, I would say kind of the same thing about um, Leia Organa. The only, the only member of the original trilogy, um, and I say that meaning Han, Luke, Leia, the mm-hmm. only one that I would want to keep seeing multiple things about, like the guy Give Sebastian Stan, like a, a young <laughs> Luke movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm all about that. Like, I think yeah. Luke has so many stories to be told where the other characters, I feel like it's almost more like they ended perfectly. You know, like, and I feel like you could, yeah. if you can end Leia perfectly, then I'm good. If they don't end it well, then I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to need some more Leia. <laughs> but I'm kind of yeah, hoping that they land sure. that plane and we're just good. Yeah. That's it for today's special re release. Thanks again to Alexis Torres Plumlee for joining us. Tomorrow on the Story Geeks podcast, the final episode of our October horror series. And it's a nerd fight on which Stephen King story is the best of all time. Then. We'll be on hiatus for two weeks before we kick off our giant Star Wars series. Don't miss tomorrow's show or any of our upcoming Star Wars shows. Subscribe today on your preferred podcast provider. As we mentioned earlier, if you're watching The Mandalorian on Disney+, be sure to check out our second podcast channel, The Story Geeks Talk Disney+. We're breaking down every episode of The Mandalorian right after they come out. The Story Geeks Talk Disney+. Plus. And if you want to see me dig deeper into the last and final The Rise of Skywalker trailer, be sure to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash thestorygeeks. As soon as that trailer is out, I'll be doing a live video and breaking it all down. For more information on all of our content and The Story Geeks Club, visit thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories, and always seek the truth. Special thanks to all the members of the Story Geeks Club. This month, we're welcoming our brand new the Story Geeks Club members, Sean R. Reed from Theme Park Alchemy, Theme Park Pulse, the podcast, which is managed by a bunch of friends of ours. Shout out to all of them. And Caitlin Gibson. Thank you guys for becoming new the Story Geeks Club members. And special thanks to those members of the Story Geeks Club who fit into our Guardians of the Solar System tier all of whom receive our discussion questions and prompts before each show comes out. If you want to know what we're going to talk about and you want to know what the questions are, become a $5 a month supporter and you get access to all of that and we'll call you guys the Guardians of the Solar System club members. Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Justin Weaver, Mary Baldwin, Ray DeLeon, and Wade Johnson all fit into that tier. And you cannot forget our cosmic heroes Jim Baldwin, Monty Thigpen, and Nick Prokop. And to our one extra special mastermind of the Multiverse Madness, tier member, Connie Moe. Who, by the way, could be on one of our aftercasts every single month if she wanted to be. We appreciate all the members of the Story Geeks Club, even those we haven't mentioned by name. If you would like to support the show by joining the Story Geeks Club, please head over to thestorygeeks.com and find the link to support us on Patreon.